Good morning, everyone. How is everyone doing? It is Tuesday, Triumph Tuesday. I'm going to adjust my seat here. There we go. Good morning, everyone. This is Carol, so aka Naughty Boss, live with two sisters. Hey, good morning, everyone. It's Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0, Triumph Tuesday, <coughs> August 2nd, 2022. And yes, I'm still having a bad hair day, but who cares? And here's the thing about bad hair days. And I always say this, if, if that is the worst thing I have to complain about, I think I'm having a pretty flipping awesome day. That is true. I did a little dry shampoo myself this morning because I've got some early things I got to attend to. And then uh, obviously going to do some pool uh, workouts, which went really good yesterday. I actually had two 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 sets in, which was good because I'm on day two of a personal. Uh, I wouldn't say a lot, a lot of people normally do like a thirty day challenge. This is a thirty one days, full month of August. So every single day, doing a list of things that uh, will, are going to assist with mindset. They're going to assist with kind of goal checking. You know, we always have little check boxes that we want to keep up also diverses into many areas. You know, health and wellness is not just about eating, you know, a healthy diet and just doing fitness. There's mindset that goes into it. I got a piece of hair on my face right now. You know, you hate that one. You got a fuzzy in your face. It's about mindset. It's uh, not only that, but it's actually pausing and reflecting, journaling, uh, reading, you know, keeping our mind sharp is so imperative to mindset and health and wellness. It sure is. And it, it reminds me of this, um, and I'm sure I've shared this book before, <coughs> um, Robin Sh Sharma, The 5 a.m. Club. Yes, um, yeah, that's a great, great book. Yeah, under, under the same kind of premise and almost like um, a 75 hard, but, um, you know, the bottom line is, you know, doing something like that, that you are passionate about, something that you want to achieve for yourself, which encompasses all those things, is really, it's such a mood booster. Like you are doing something for yourself, which inwardly is an awesome thing, which projects outwardly. So that's always a really good thing. Yeah, it is. And I know a lot of people, they jump on different you know, commitments, 31 days, you know, 60 day, 90 day challenge, all these different challenges and not every challenge. And this is the part of triumphing is also understanding your particular needs, your particular restrictions, your particular, you know, barriers. And doesn't mean that you can't bust through those, but you always want to set yourself up for success. And I always say, you know, we all have to start like, you know, a child, we're going to give a child as an example, a child, you know, isn't born into this world and at two years old is running a marathon. They, well, of course, a parent might think that because now it's something the child's into everything and you can't control that child because they're inquisitive. And so they should be, but you just don't automatically start that. You have to build up to what is best for your particular situation, still push you out of your comfort zone, still push your level. So you don't want to start for some people, they jump on board with say, and I'm going to use a 90 day challenge as a particular piece. 
uh, that people or even a 60 day. And you will find that the percentages of those that quit those particular types of challenges is pretty high. It's usually within the first two weeks that they're like, and, and if they make it to two weeks, that's a miracle because they're looking at the longevity of what they're about to undertake. And all of a sudden, the, uh, you know, the, the, you get, you're just, your whole body, your mind set is filled with being overwhelmed. How could I do this? Why would I choose to do a challenge when I'm going, you know, in two weeks, I'm going on vacation? Great question, right? Unless that challenge is going to incorporate and partner with what you're doing, why would you do that right before? And I think that analogy comes into play way too much when we talk about what I always say is once you hit Halloween, bam, your minds will blink because you're at New Year's because you've got all these holidays are compact into a very short period of time. And everyone decides like somewhere in that time frame, they're going to either do a challenge or they're going to go on some strict, which the word diet I don't like. And now they're finding themselves overwhelmed and realize that they can't triumph over this because they've got too many things against them. So what I say is when you're looking at a challenge that you want to triumph over and you want to have success, you can take bits and pieces of different challenges that are out there and mold them into still pushing you. So I don't want to say, you know, take it in easy, but things that you know, I think I can excel at this. Uh, it's going to be difficult because I'm going to have to still do some ball juggling in the air and juggle my schedule. But I think that I can have some success with this. So just like a marathoner, a marathoner doesn't sign up for a marath marathon day one. They train and they train a long time. Then they usually do a bunch of 5Ks and they work their way up to that inevitable goal to try, you know, to triumph over. Now the triumphing doesn't necessarily mean that metal, but maybe that they finish. So you have to really understand your own body, your own mind, look at your calendar, see what you've got on the schedule, and then say, you know what? I like this one. I like this challenge. I like that challenge. But there's pieces to this one I like better and pieces to this one that I like better and pieces to this one that I like better. And then you also have to factor in your own health and wellness, your age, which I know a lot of people don't want to do that, but you do. You have to be realistic. And you want to always set yourself up for success because when you get over, get some of successes under your belt, literally under your belt, you're going to feel more confident. You're going to feel like you, you know, you, you suck with the commitment that it was enough to push you, but not so much to overwhelm you. And that doesn't, does not mean that you may have days that are overwhelming. So I want to make that clear because of course you are, because we know we don't, we're not in control of what's going on in our worlds all the time. We like to think we are, but we're not. So you just want to set yourself up for success and pick and choose. So in this particular pick and choose that I've done is I've taken a few pieces from many different challenges. And the one different notice would be uh, the water intake. Most challenges want you to drink, uh, even if it's a week challenge, they want you to drink a gallon a day. Now, someone in their you know, 20s, 30s, 40s, their body may be able to, to handle that. But once you reach you know, that middle age mark and a little bit beyond, your body, it's very difficult, even though that may still be, you know, half your, you know, you still want to use a rule of thumb, half your body and water weight, that may not even apply. So you just want to be, make sure that you're in tune, 
uh, if you uh, are a person that is under water retention or you're watching your salt intake or you're on medication, always consult with your physician. Always, always, no matter when you're, especially when you're embarking on something that you've never done, because you want to make sure, hey, maybe my doctor's going to tell me something I didn't even think about that may be an underlining issue for me in particular, that will be a roadblock for me to be successful in this challenge. Well, and the thing with challenges is to, if you want to go into something like that and you're really not sure how or what and the mechanics of doing that, start with simplicity. Start with a three, five, or a seven day. And for those first seven days, at least, journal out what you do every day. If you're one of those... Um, people that doesn't have enough time, like I've said that often throughout my life, I think we both have, obviously, you know, really look at your day categorically and see, okay, and be honest with yourself. If you're scrolling from six to 7am, that's an hour of your time, right? So I'm not saying don't scroll because we all scroll to a certain degree. <clears throat> Maybe cut that down to a half an hour. And, and, and look at those times realistically and, and pick things out. Okay, here I can fit a half an hour. Um, I'm going to use the first 20 minutes to get some exercise in and the last 10 minutes to maybe read and do some journaling. Start out simplistically. Don't overcomplicate it because I think that's one of the basic things that we tend to do when we go into something like that is that we overcomplicate it. Simplicity at its best is just doing that. Start out, you have to start somewhere, right? <laughs> and if the, if, there, if the 30 day is like, oh boy, I don't know about that. Start with simplicity, three, work up to five, work up to seven, and then look at that. And if you still wanna go forward, then you're already, you already have a week under your belt. Exactly. And I, and I think that's the key piece is you're simplifying maybe the action steps, but understanding that you're still committed to those action steps. You're, you're pushing yourself, but you're not overtaxing yourself until you're like really comfortable. We, you know, sometimes, you know, it takes people, you know, individuals to to really, you know, get comfortable in something before they uh, feel that they've completed it, that they're an expertise in it or that they can say, hmm, I can definitely handle that. You may find in that three or five day period, that was like a cakewalk, I can do that. And then you say, hmm, okay, well, why don't I now try it? Like you said, you know, extend it a little bit longer. Now you've got already some time under your belt, extend it a little bit longer. If you're after the two week mark and you're saying, hmm, you know, this is really very easy. Maybe then add, maybe if you're adding fitness to it, maybe add another 20 minutes, maybe add more journaling, maybe add, you know, uh, I'm going to now eliminate things. You know what I mean about eliminate things, because we want to add things to our challenges is maybe you're going to eliminate, oh, you know what? I've really been trying to eat less meat and chicken and pork. Uh, not only are they, uh, really, really uh, injected with a lot of hormones. You have to be very careful what you're eating, but they also contain a lot of sodium. So if you're a person that, you know, is, you know, got retention going on, or you want to really watch your sodium levels, you may say, hmm, 
let me think about this over a 30 day period. Let me kind of look back, rewind. How much chicken did I eat? How much beef did I eat? How much pork do I eat? So maybe in this challenge, instead of adding something, I'm going to reduce something or completely delete it. So there's ways to kind of critique these challenges for sure. Oh, there sure is. And, you know, look at, for instance, servings. If maybe you're having a pasta dinner and you go up for two servings, do one serving and then you stick with the one serving. And then maybe that one serving, you cut back a little bit. What I've started doing is because I love pasta, um, I measure it out, the pasta in a, um, <laughs> excuse me, in the measuring cup before I cook it. And then that is more, that is typically more than enough. And I feel good about that because I'm eating something that I love and enjoy, but I'm also mindful of how much I'm eating. So, right. And when you think about it, especially as you age, your appetite decreases. So take advantage of that and say, you know what, you know, maybe I'm going to fast a little bit longer today. Uh, maybe, you know, like we are, we are thrivers. So I break my fast in the afternoon with my three steps. So right there with my lifestyle mix or our lifestyle mix, I've already, you know, gotten in about 114 calories. I've gotten some good, great pea protein in my body, all my essential vitamins, minerals. So what, part of my challenge is now waiting at least, and I normally do it. I don't really time it out, but I'm more mindful of it is I'm waiting at least 60 minutes or more to introduce any food because usually you know when you do a nutritional program you want to obviously in our particular program we want to get it into our, our guts nice and raw when when your body's fasting whether it's first thing in the morning or you're an intimate faster then people tend to like wait 20 minutes and then they go and eat a meal so i'm trying to make sure that my body's truly absorbing everything because it's micronized and especially the protein shake is micronized so it does get into our system really really well and very efficiently to actually get into our bloodstream and all of our different organs. But what I'm trying to be more mindful of is, you know, and this really applies to eating. Like, like you're talking about, like going up for seconds, your body eat, has not even had time to go through some sort of process that it really is hitting your belly. And I think people tend to overindulge because they're not allowing their, their gut to really settle in with, with what it's already received. Because a lot of times when you kind of do that second helping, third helping, whatever it may be, when you finally get to that kind of final dish and you're like, oh, I'm so full. I feel like I'm going to explode because now it's starting to hit your gut and now you've overfed your gut. And those are one of the things that you have to be mindful of. It's also going to save you, you know, the bloat, that awful feeling, because it's uncomfortable. Like when you overeat, don't you think? Like I'm like, I mean, I very rarely happens to me now, but back in the day, I, I still remember that full feeling. Like, just, and it, it's like not even just full. It's like you. I, I felt like it was just going to come out of my throat. Like, so yeah. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable. Not a good feeling. And uh, hmm, yeah. <laughs> That's right. So, I mean, Triumph Tuesday, there's things that you can triumph over. Maybe it would be as something as simple as I've got, I've already saw two drawers I need to clean out. And I'm not, not that I've been procrastinating. I, I've noticed that they're there. 
I said, hmm, I need to get to that. So it could be as simple as something like that. Maybe you are a person that always talks about, oh, all my friends, the ones that make their bed first thing in the morning. Well, we understand uh, through a great, great uh, speech that I think it was a colonel that gave years ago. And I'm not sure of his title. I think it was a colonel. Uh, that he talked about the first success of the morning is really making your bed. But how many people don't? And how good would that be to actually, I mean, for me, it's about like, I got to get into a crisp bed. Like, it's got to be made and then I unmake it, obviously. What about if you were like, oh, why can't I do that? And what if that was your first, your first thing that you could check off of being successful first thing in the morning is you made your bed. Maybe that's something you're going to triumph over. Maybe it's actually sitting down and mapping out a challenge. Like you're like, you want to, and you're not sure how to do that. Look up all the different challenges, read them thoroughly and map out your own. So these are all great things that we can triumph over on this Triumph Tuesday. It sure is. And I believe it was um, Admiral McRaven, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah, he had a good high up there. Yeah, that was an awesome book, by the way. I, I've read that book um, and I highly recommend it. And the simplicity of it when when you when you really grasp and think about that. Okay, you wake up and um, you make your bed. I mean, and for, for me, I've been doing it for so many years. It's like second nature, but you know, it's just get up. I'm in the bathroom. As soon as I'm out of the bathroom, I don't think about anything else about unless making that bed. And then you do, then you, then you walk out and you, you know, go get your cup of tea or for those of you that drink caffeine or, you know, you start your breakfast, whatever it may be. And you go back in your room, like, ah, and it's, it's now it's a visual reminder. I've already accomplished one thing today. Now it sounds kind of simple, but it's about the symbol of it. The simplicity, it's a very simple task that is, can't get any simpler than making a bed. Now, some people don't make it as good as others. So maybe you got to perfect that. I don't know. I still do my corners like, a, you know, the army or, you know, service, how they corner their. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, do yeah. Because I like to have that security when I go into the bed that, you know, I can't get out. I can only get out from the side. So it's a psychological thing. But what are you going to try forward to, Jim? What do you think? Well, a lot of different things. I think I've got some. Uh, meetings today so I'm excited about that um, I'm kind of you know thinking about my own type of challenge uh, probably doing some journaling so lots of different things to um, to triumph over for sure um, and I'll have to fill you in on that there's a lot of things on my mind that can be a really good thing and on what are you going to triumph over by the way well I'm hoping fingers crossed I'm going in for my last PT for my knee and hip. I see the doctor tomorrow, feeling very good between doing the uh, physical, you know, going to PT and then actually doing PT in the water. So, uh, you know, hopefully that's what I'm trying to do. Or like, I'm gonna, you know, give it my all today at PT and then hoping tomorrow morning, he says, okay, you know, you're good enough to go now. Now let's get the shoulder working because they will only work on one area of your body. The only reason why they did my knee and hip together was obviously with the same leg. They really felt that the knee was uh, in correlation of the, the hip injury. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's feeling pretty good. Still, you know, little tweaks here and there, but for the most part, uh, I'm not having that excruciating pain. That is a triumph because I would wake up out of a dead sleep and almost felt like my knee was locked. 
Oh, it's just a, it's a very weird feeling. It's in the mis- meniscus area. So, uh, you know, they, they, you know, the first MRI shows no, no tear and I seem to be moving it. So I'm hoping because then that would mean that I would feel confident going back to playing a few games of pickleball just to kind of get reacclimated and, and moving my body in that way. Cause you're moving so many different muscles when you're playing pickleball. So I'm hoping that will be a big, huge triumph. But you know what it is, what it is, out of my control. I, I've been putting in the work, so it's hopefully the doctor sees that. Awesome. And on that note, we also hope that you have an amazing day. Triumph over those little things because they matter. We will be on tomorrow tomorrow morning. Um, we have a guest at 8.30. We love having guests on. My name is Janice, a.k.a. Wellness Diva 5.0, and I am with two... <laughs> This says, and this is Carol Sue, a.k.a. Nani Boss, live, about to go get my PT on. What will you triumph over today? We'd love to hear from you, and we will see you tomorrow for Wellness Wednesday. Take care, everyone. Have a good day. Bye, everyone.